I think it was about five years ago now, my sister asked me, she said, hey, do you, have you noticed that maybe mom isn't hearing us like she used to? I said, oh, I haven't really noticed. And her TV is really loud. Huh. So, so, you know, I tested it. I started talking to mom with just moving my lips. No, I didn't. Um, but she was slowly, you know, her hearing was going bad. This happens. This happens to many, many people. And uh, over the years, you know, it got so bad that it was, you know, every conversation with mom was like, mom, 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 what? Why are you yelling? I don't know, why am I yelling? Why is the TV, you know, on 100? I mean, it's because you're deaf. Get some hearing aids. No, she's very stubborn. She's a very stubborn Italian. So, um, but this, this is a common thing, right? And it, it becomes really difficult. It interferes. A lot of people go through this. It interferes with just regular human relationships. Even getting hearing aids is, is not really necessarily, I mean, it makes things better, but it also brings other problems. You know, that, that whistling sound that nobody else can hear when you're at church? I mean, you can't hear it, but everybody else can hear it. Do you ever heard that at church? I'll be standing up here and I'm hearing the whistling. I'm like, who's doing that? Which one of you, you know? But the person who it's happening to can't hear it. So it affects our human relationships, you know, just as hearing goes bad. And, you know, we've, we all probably have had the experience, not necessarily just those who either have a condition or they've grown older, but I know every time I get a sinus, upper respiratory infection, sinus infection, um, my eustachian tubes close and I can't, you know, it's like you're underwater or something. You just can't hear. It's annoying. It's really annoying. And I'm sure you've had that experience then of, I, I've certainly had the experience of, um, you know, taking the meds and all the rest and then one day they just open up, right? There's that crackling kind of thing. Do you know what I'm talking about? Five of you, like five of you. There's like that crackling, it like opens up and you're like, oh my gosh. You know, it's a wonderful feeling to be able to hear fully again. Um, of course, in the, in the gospel today, we have this, this man who's deaf and also can't speak well. And they usually go hand in hand because if you can't hear language, it's really hard to imitate or speak language. I mean, it's, it's just difficult to speak well if you can't hear it. That's, that's how we learn. So a man who had been, had, had been deaf for, for many, many years or from birth, obviously is, he has the ability to speak and vocalize, but he doesn't know how to form words well because he can't hear it. And so Jesus healing him not only heals him of his deafness, and he has that you can imagine the amazing experience of being able to, to enjoy that sense, you know, for the first time or in a long time. He heals him of his deafness, but he also heals him of his inability to communicate verbally. Two amazing things to, to have been healed in that man, hearing and speaking, hearing and proclaiming. 
We're told by, by some of the commentators that this parable, the deaf man who cannot hear and cannot proclaim, is actually a bit of a metaphor for Israel, who over the years with God would sort of go deaf to his word. God had clearly communicated his word, his law, his covenant, but then Israel inevitably would go deaf. They'd stop listening to God. And after they stopped listening, they would stop proclaiming. They would stop proclaiming his message and his word. And then you'd, you'd often have a, a, you know, a prophet come and remind them to be faithful once more to their covenant, the covenant that God had made with them. And so the, the parable, serves, parable serves as, uh, no doubt, a real manifestation of God's power, but also is a, is a parable for all of Israel that God's people can stop listening at times. And what does it mean to, to listen to God's word? Well, on the face of it, or, or just sort of in the simplest sense, hearing God's word would be something like, you know, what we're doing right now during the liturgy of the word, the first half of the, of the mass, where God's word is proclaimed, you know, through the, the four readings, the psalm response being, of course, one of the books. So we have God's word being proclaimed. We listen to that word, and hopefully it is incorporated some way, some way into our lives. So that's on the face of it, or maybe we read the scriptures at home, that kind of thing. But there's a deeper way to listen to God, a much deeper way. And it's much more difficult. It's much more difficult. It calls the person to kind of put everything away, put the devices away, turn things off, find a a space to be quiet, and then to declutter even their minds. I mean, all of us, I, I don't know if you've ever I'm sure most of us have, you know, tried to pray in this fashion where we just sit still in quiet. You might say, Father, you don't know my house. I have little ones. All right, fine. But, you know, there can be ways to do this. But to sit still, to be quiet, to then declutter our minds of the anxieties, the fears, the tasks, the, you know, whatevers, declutter that. And then to even declutter sort of the self, the expectations of what God would say in that moment. Because I think sometimes even in that moment of really trying to be receptive, we're, we're still often trying to control what God is even saying to us. To even clear the deck of that. To truly empty out. And to merely ask God to speak. To speak his word. That's a depth of listening that's very difficult to get to. I mean, just think about it interpersonally. You know, somebody brings a, a care or concern to us, you know, maybe your, your wife or, or your husband or your child. It's, it's difficult to just sit and be and listen to that without trying to fix or solve or interject. But if we can get to this depth of listening to God in our lives... We can take moments to do this. I really believe that this can be, you know, life-changing for us, what God can speak to us in that silence and what he desires for us. 
That's a much deeper level of listening to him. And then speaking his word, right? I mean, so there's the, the, the listening for the word and then the proclamation of the word. Again, on the face of it, we might, you know, utter all sorts of, you know, scriptural references or God says this or God says that. And unfortunately, oftentimes this turns into, into a weapon. People weaponize God's word against their, their spouse or their children. You know, if you keep doing that, you're gonna go to hell. Well, mom, I'm only five. Can we save hell for my teenage years? <laughs> but you know, this is wrong, this is sinful to weaponize God's word in this way, and yet Christians and believers do this all the time. They proof text, they take certain texts out of the scripture and then they weaponize that against others as though God actually intended that to be, you know, uh, localized into this situation. It's incredibly careless and destructive to do this and to do it to one another. There's, a, again, a greater depth of proclamation that I think a lot of us should aspire to. I think all of us should aspire to it. It doesn't mean much to take your family to Mass on Sunday and then when you go home, you treat them horribly. It doesn't mean much if you go to Mass every Sunday and then Monday you show up for work and you treat your employees horribly. It doesn't mean much, maybe nothing. What is it really to, to show up seemingly like we're good Catholics or good Christians, but it doesn't actually affect how we live? St. Francis uh, said, Preach the word always, if, you, if necessary, use words. Preach the word always, if necessary, use words. People can tell what kind of person we are by just watching us. Right? Your, your children can tell based on how you treat them and how you treat their mother or father. Your employees can tell. People out there can tell what kind of person we are, just how we interact with one another. If you're at school, how you interact with your friends and also your, you know, your frenemies, how you interact with them tells other people a whole lot about you as well. I mean, how we act is, is really more of a manifestation of what we believe than what we say. If you really want to know what a person believes, Look how they act, watch how they act, not really what they say. And so a deeper proclamation of God's word is not just merely parroting back uh, pious tropes from the scriptures and often weaponizing them in some kind of way for our own service, but a deeper level of proclamation of God's word is how we live. And so it's important for us, all of us, me, me included, to look at how we're living. How are we listening? How are we proclaiming? And is it integrated? You know, does it make sense? You know, if, if, if somebody were, if you were to say to somebody, you know, hey, I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm an adherent Catholic. I, I really believe and I really, and they would say, well, I know, I know. Of course you are, I can tell. Or would they say, well, you go to church? <laughs> what? You don't go to church. 
I mean, that would be an incredible indictment. I'm not seeking to criticize everyone here, but just to get us to reflect, can I do better? Can we do better? I think all of us can do better. And if there, if there are gaps in this listening and proclaiming, okay, let's look at that. If we're not listening and we're just doing our own thing and we're not paying attention to God, that's a problem for a Christian. If we're proclaiming by words only, but we're not changing a bit how we act, that's a problem as a Christian. And so we pay attention to these things, we pay greater attention, we analyze, we look at these things and we say, how can I grow? How can I improve? This is what God wants from us. How can we grow a little bit, step by step, becoming a better and better Christian? And then, then we will change the world as Christ desires. We may not change the whole world, but we might change our church, we might change our family, we might change our school, and that's enough. That's enough. Please stand.